Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Rise and shine, football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy, presented by Ford. We made it through another week. <laughs> so happy you're here to join us. Wow, someone paid rent today. <laughs> Woo, baby. September 1st, man. Yeah. Where the heck did summer go? That's mm. my question. Gone. Gone. Wow. Gone. Into the thin air. Should we get to the big event from yesterday? Because it was, mm. ooh, I was so excited. I woke up early from my nap just to, wow. just to watch. Wow, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, oh, that, no. that 4 a.m. alarm is, is brutal. But, yeah, so it was the UEFA Champions League group stage draw yesterday. Always such a big event. We watched the Eric Cantona speech from 2019 oh. yesterday. It was amazing. But this is how it all went down. Um, you look at Group A. We've got Bayern Munich, Manchester United. United, Copenhagen, Galatasaray, but I think everybody looked at Group F and mm-hmm. went OMG, OMG. Yes. Mm-hmm. PSG, Borussia Dortmund, AC Milan, and Newcastle. A hundred percent the group of death. I don't think anybody <laughs> yeah. would, would oh, yeah. argue otherwise. Charlie, you were on our coverage here on yes. the Galazzo Network yesterday. I, what was your initial reaction when you saw what Group F was going to look like? My initial reaction was like, big time. Let's go because we have Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna and Yunus Musa in the same group. You, you can't predict who's going to finish fourth in that group, let alone third in Europa League, because the f- top two, in my mind, I think Newcastle is the dark horse in this group. I think Newcastle advances. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. PSG, it, it's essentially a new project because you have Luis Enrique, who's coming in trying to manage a new group with Mbappe, who is possibly just going to play this year and then bounce. Does he stay? There, there's all that uncertainty. A lot of new players. So I don't think we're going to see the, the dominant PSG that we've seen 
in, in prior seasons in Champions I League. Agree. And I the, agree. And Milan, they look they look so they good. Look they good. look good. They look good. They look real good to start Serie A this season. So I think those two are in a prime position to do really well. And then Dortmund is, you know, I don't think they've done enough to strengthen. No. Mm-hmm. Sabitzer was, is, I think, good. I think it's going to help. But, I mean, you lose Jude Bellingham. You're losing a lot. And I don't trust a Haller. I'm just not, I don't fully trust mm. him in this situation. But Dortmund seems like the weaker, the weakest team here. And they're a strong team. Because it's a group of death. If I had to pick one team where I think, you have, you're going to have a tough time. I think it's going to be Dortmund. I like your pick of Newcastle being able to sneak mm. out of that. I think what I'm most excited for is European nights. Look at the stadiums. Look at the venues. St. James's Park. It's been, what, almost two decades since they've had a Champions League night. I can't wait to see that. The fans are going to bring it. Oh my gosh. It's going to be the 12th man on the pitch. And when you look at a team like Dortmund, the PSGs, these are clubs that have been in the knockout rounds consistently over the last couple of seasons may have a bit of a wrinkle. We said it, that PSG look vulnerable. I think that midfield of PSG are going to have their work cut out for them in this group. Yeah. It's so strange because when the group was drawn, I, you, you look at it and you immediately think, well, PSG should be the favorites in this group. But, Michael, they're definitely not. My fiancé is a Newcastle fan. It's actually his birthday yesterday. Mm. He was like, all I want is a favorable draw for Newcastle. I want to give a shout-out to Group C, though, too. Yeah. Group C is, is probably the second most difficult group with uh, Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, and Union Berlin, who... They're balling I, right now. Yeah, the, that team could, could surprise in, in that group. But... Um, yeah, overall, I'd say the, the groups were pretty good. Yeah? I'd say they, outside of City and Barca. <laughs> City and Barca. City got a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah. My God. Yeah. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to no dive disrespect. more. Yeah, we're going to dive yeah. more. You, can, all, you can always tell groups. Arsenal fans after Champions League draws. Because, you know, <laughs> Chuck's like, I, 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 I like this draw. I, Man. <laughs> Wait, but am I not mistaken? Yesterday on the coverage, did you, you and Charlie both agreed that it was going to be AC Milan and Newcastle advancing? Yeah. Did yeah. you both say yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, we did. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Newcastle is going to make waves in this group. Wow. They're my dark horse in Champions League. I do, think, I do think they can give teams some trouble, especially playing at St. James Park, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got that incredible fan base behind you. I'm just looking at these pictures, though, of, yeah. of Dortmund. And you, you, I was there. That yellow wall is wildly it. intimidating. And that's why, that's another reason why I can't, you know, you can't really count any of these teams. Nah. Sigley Duna is a wild player. That's 28,000 people big result just in that at home. section. Like, when that whole, well in it. When that whole section gets jumping... I, I mean, as a player, I'm sure you're able to block it out. But even I found myself just staring at the yellow wall instead of the game. They are. It is really, really intense. It's going to be a big place. And St. James, man. <sighs> Champions man, League night in St. James. With, that. with the yeah. away fans in the sky because they put them yep. all the way up. It's like 10 flights of stairs they have to climb. One to of my favorite section. things, though, yesterday during the, the show was when they panned to the Newcastle executives. <laughs> 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 their name had been written. They were like. You could hear the gulp. Darren <laughs> 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 And then some executives like Atletico Madrid, they named the group, and he was like this. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. (laughs) Oh, so good. Um, All right, guys, we are going to take a break. Stefano Fusaro will be back with some headlines on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let's get into the headlines. After the UEFA Champions League group stage draw was set yesterday, this morning we'll find out where teams are drawn in the in Europa League and the Europa Conference groups. Liverpool, West Ham, and Roma are among the headliners in the Europa League draw. Aston Villa, Fiorentina, Fenerbahce are among some of the top contenders in the Conference League. Of course, we'll have the results of both of today's draws as they conclude. Erling Haaland and Aitana Bonmati both led their clubs to UEFA Champions League glory last season, and yesterday they were both rewarded as the with a Players of the Year. Holland enjoyed a record-breaking first season at Manchester City, beating out Man City teammate Kevin De Bruyne and, you know, some guy named Leo Messi for the honor after scoring 52 goals in all competitions last season. Bonmati is fresh off leading Spain to the Women's World Cup title after guiding Barcelona to a double, beating out Sam Kerr and Spain teammate Olga Carmona for Player of the Year honors. England women's manager Sarah Wegman won UEFA Women's Coach of the Year for the second straight year, and she used her acceptance speech to address the recent controversy surrounding Spain's World Cup winning team and Spanish Federation President Luis Rubiales. I would like to dedicate this award to the Spanish team, the team that played on the World Cup such great football that everyone enjoyed. applause afterwards but um, this team deserves to be celebrated and deserves to be listened to and I'm going to give them again a big applause and I hope you will join me. Thank you. Thank you. Great words from Serena. Obviously, we, we all need to pay attention to her when it comes to that story. Now, moving on to other news, Pep Guardiola won the UEFA Men's Coach of the Year Award and Manchester City boss. He enjoyed a productive day, pulling off a pair of big money moves, one a sale and one a purchase. The Premier League champions finalized a $67 million transfer for Wolves midfielder Matthias Nunes. The signing would going to help Guardiola, giving him another option to fill in for injured star Kevin De Bruyne. City also tapping into its deep academy talent pool to help fund that transfer, completing a $57 million sale of young English winger Cole Palmer to Chelsea. The 21-year-old was a key figure in England's win of the Euro U21 championship this summer. And American Soccer News two-time World Cup winner Julie Ertz, she's called it a career, announcing her immediate retirement for club and country. The 31-year-old ends a storied career after more than a decade as one of the best women's players. Ertz won the 2015, the 2019 World Cups with the U.S. Women's National Team, ending her career with 122 national team appearances. Now, remember, what, what do you remember most about Julie Ertz's career? Obviously, one of the best careers that we can, we can imagine in women's soccer. I, I mean, when I think of Julie Ertz, I just I think back to uh, I think the the 2015 World Cup, wow. and just, I mean she was she was immense. I just remember her work rate and like she, like watching her on the on the pitch, and she was she was everywhere. And I was like this this player is so 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 special. And then just to to watch her career develop. I'm I'm so glad she got to play in in another World Cup. I I'm going to miss watching her. I wish I wish it hadn't been at center back. That's just a, a personal thing, but she was she was just the epitome of like of grit. Like mm-hmm. she fought so hard. She would sacrifice her body all the time and throwing herself in front of balls and aerial attacks. Like I just I I loved she was one of my favorite players to watch and I'm going to miss her dearly. 
on the pitch. Agreed. <clears throat> Ultimate competitor. Mm -hmm. When I think of Juilliards, I think of a winner. I think of someone who left a legacy. Uh, you could always depend on her. She was she was physical. She was tough. She got the best out of her the, her, her teammates, and she she will she will be missed. I mean, big shoes to fill for whoever is, is coming up. Yeah, she yeah, reminds me of that old guard like her, Kelly O'Hara, Carly mm -hmm. Lloyd, like, mm. tough, would walk on the pitch and just like feel like you're dominating before the first whistle even blows. I just, I kind of wish she would have stayed around NWSL to the end of the season. I know. Yeah. Uh, it would have been fun to see and maybe get, let her get some of her flowers. You know, announce her retirement a lot like Ali Krieger did. Mm -hmm. Announce her retirement and let her get, let her hear the fans, you know, congratulate her one more time and get her flowers. It's a yeah. shame that she's just kind of walking away right now. I was never a fan of the announcing your retirement and then still playing. No. I, agree with, I, I agree with you on that, Chuck. I no. think when it's, it's, like, when it's, when it's done, done, it's done. It's done. Yeah. Like there's, there's, for me, it's, there's no need to say, hey, guys, this is my last season. Just play, and, yeah. then, and then I'm done. I get it. I get it from a player perspective. I guess yeah. for the fans, it'd be nice for her to get yeah. Yeah. the send-off, you know? Well, I think giving her her send-off here on Morning Footy, when I think of her, I think of leader. And leader, by example, maybe not the most vocal of people, but she led by example everything that everyone said here in terms of her grit, determination. You need those sort of players down the spine of your team, and she was pivotal to success for the U.S. women's team. I would also like to point out that that woman had a baby not long ago and fought mm -hmm. her way back to come back on the pitch and make a World Cup roster. I mean, the, the, it just, it's, it's such a testament to her work ethic and the type of competitor that she was to kind of step away from the game for as long as she did and then come back and, and be able to produce and get starts in a, in a World Cup. It's pretty remarkable. Julie Ertz is a legend. I think we're all going to miss her dearly. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. Guess what? Afterwards, we are going to dive into more of these groups Ooh. from the Champions League group stage draw. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In just a few moments, uh, we will shape matchups that will set our hearts racing and the stories that will be written in the new chapter of this great competition. Paris Saint-Germain. Champions of France, Group F for the finalists of 2020. Borussia Dortmund. Group F. AC Milan. And in Group F, Milan will find Paris Saint-Germain and Borussia Dortmund. Newcastle United. Group F. Uh, <laughs> just, oh, God, you literally saw Darren Eels. I don't know what he mouthed, but it wasn't good at that point. <laughs> group F, baby. Uh, the UEFA Champions League group draw was yesterday. This is how it all played out earlier in the show. We spoke about the group of death, which is Group F. PSG, Dortmund, AC Milan, and Newcastle. But right now, we are going to dive into some of these other groups uh, that we are 
finding intriguing um, some of the matchups that we think are, are going to be exciting ones. And let's start with um, let's start with Group A because we've got Michael Lahoud mm. at the desk, who is a big Manchester United fan. And when you look at Group A, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. Mm. I, this is. This is spicy. How are you feeling as a Manchester United fan? You know, when Chuck and I were chatting about this, you could see just the drip of sweat. I didn't even have my sweat towel. <laughs> the drip, the single bead of sweat came trickling down my face, and I thought, oh, boy, here mm -hmm. we go. The timing of injuries is what makes me have questions about surviving in this group. But once we get healthy, this is still Manchester United. I expect them to go through, but realistically, being real, being real, Chuck, being real, I think they might struggle in this group. I think Bayern Munich is going to be a big test for them, yes. obviously, with Harry Kane coming in. <laughs> but how vulnerable United have looked to start the season gives me worries in a group like this. I think that's a, do you know what? I'm proud of you because I feel like that was a very honest and, and fair and unbiased assessment. I, well I'm a done. fan, but I have to be realistic You're about it. You're such a pro. You know, you know those memes? That, there's two memes that stand out to me for LaHood. The one where the guy's like this. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, get me out of here. Yeah, so he's this guy? Like, this guy right here? Yeah, this guy. Yeah, he's got the and arm And then the Homer Simpson just like <laughs> into the bushes. I, to, quote, to quote Michael LaHood, I fear man, Bayern. <laughs> I mean, we. This, this, is, this is Manchester United we're talking Have about. Have you seen them play recently? He's acting scared as hell. I mean, no, he's being real, though. I'm being real, Chuck. Yeah, but when Manchester United at, are at their best under Eric Ten Hag, they should breeze through this group. But big, when? When they're at their best. Have yeah. they looked? They have no, they haven't. Looked at no, Thank they you. Haven't. So realistically, no, going into this group for a team that have not looked mm -hmm. at their best. Yes, yeah, scraping two wins. Nottingham forced. Yeah. Scraping to come back. 2-0 okay. down. It's you, go, my, you, you go 2-0 down to Bayern. You go 2-0 down to Galatasaray in Turkey. You think they're going to fall over and let you back in like that? Those are the worrying signs for United in a group like this. You can't have letoffs. You can't have players like they played against, strikers that they've struggled against, who have just torn them apart in transition. Those are worrying signs. Do you trust in Eric Ten Hag? I do trust in the manager, but I also... Have reservations because not playing with the center forward yet. Hoyland reported to be back in training. Maybe he makes his debut, first official debut for Manchester United against a certain team we'll talk about very soon, Arsenal. I hope he does. I hope he scores a hat trick just for you, Chuck. You know that that's mm -hmm. not happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's I'm glad that was just directed to you and not me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I kind of agree with you, uh, Michael. I can't see Manchester United having an easy time. Even FC Copenhagen, which no one's talking about. They got El Yanusi, who used to be at Southampton. They got Diogo Gonzalez. These are some who's at Benfica. These are ballers. That even that, I mean, I can't imagine Manchester United is going to have trouble with FC Copenhagen, but I can't imagine Manchester United is going to have an easy time with this. Bayern, I think, are going to have the easiest coast of all this. Manchester United needs to show up. This Eric Ten Hag, uh, you know, era we're in right now is rocky right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, he's, this, he's over there smiling. Oh, he's disagreeing? Oh, it hurts. Oh, would you? Okay, all right. <laughs> I know. As, like, as a Liverpool fan, as I was watching this draw unfold and I saw what group Manchester United was in, I was like, mm -hmm, okay. As a Liverpool so that, fan, why were you watching this? 
Shots. I had to get shot. one. I had to get one. <laughs> Susanna. Directed. Next week, morning footy, when United beat Arsenal, mm-hmm. we'll have our laughs. Yes, we will. We will indeed. Who's getting out of this group, though, do you think realistically? Galatasaray and Bayern. <laughs> Bayern top of the group. Sorry. Gantas yeah. Rye is stacked. They're stacked. I <laughs> cannot wait to see Wilfred Zaha in okay. Champions League. I cannot wait I'm to see gonna it. I'm going to go Bayern United get out of this Yeah. Gantas Rye finished third. It's going to be It's going to be close. I'm going to go with Alexis. Wow. Galatasaray to finish second. And I hate to say it what? as a United fan. Maybe that disqualifies me all around. But the injuries, you know, no, you know, you know, the this form, is, this is mental reverse psychology. Ooh. That's exactly what That's I'm doing. I'm going reverse psychology. Thank He's you. lowering the I'm bar. Lowering the bar. I'm lowering the, the bar. I'm lowering the bar. I'm lowering the bar because it's the hope. It's the hope that sometimes kills you. Man, don't I'm I glad know I, it. I don't feel like that about my squad. <laughs> I'm saying. Don't yeah. I know it. Okay, let's move it along to Group C because Group C is another uh, interesting one. We've got uh, Scudetto winners Napoli, Real Madrid, who we mm. know are absolute beasts in this competition, Braga and Union Berlin, who have been really, really fun to watch. And they are yes. scoring a ton of goals yep. this, this season as well. So when we look at Group C... Charlie, what yeah. kind of what stands out to you? What matchups are you looking forward to here? Uh, Napoli, Real Madrid. Uh, Victor Osimhen. I, I want to see him take the next step in his career, which is scoring goals against the biggest teams in the world and making a move from mm-hmm. Napoli. Because I feel like for a player of his quality, a, a Real Madrid or a Barcelona should be coming in for him. hundred percent. And, and for him to make that statement in the group stage in Champions League this season, that's what I'm looking forward to, to seeing. Because Victor Osman is talented as hell, and, and I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Mm-hmm. I ag- completely agree with you. I think he's shown he has the talent to be that hundred million pound or hundred million a euro player. The Champions League is where you you absolutely put your stamp down mm-hmm. and say I 100% am. Yeah. You've shown you have the talent to do it. Show you can do it on this stage, and they're the biggest clubs in the world will be going after him. God. I'm I'm interested in seeing Real Madrid how they cope without Vinny Jr. Six weeks, mm-hmm. hamstring injury. We've had hamstring injuries. You've had hamstring injuries, especially as a, a powerful runner, very fast player. Madrid without K- Karim Benzema. I almost say Kylian Mbappe, maybe foreshadowing in the future. But Madrid without Karim Benzema, mm-hmm. this is a new-look team. How do they function in a tournament where Benzema was Madrid the last two seasons, one of the most prolific strikers over the last couple seasons in this tournament? 4-4-2, diamond midfield, Jude Bellingham making his Champions League debut with Madrid. That's going to be fun to see. But that matchup between Napoli and Madrid, that's the headliner. Do you is Brendan Aronson, did he play in Champions League when he was at Salzburg? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Had, so, this is he had, a, he, had the, yeah. he had a good show against Bayern Munich. And this is their, they are debutantes, correct? Union Berlin, this is their. Yeah. First, mm-hmm. their first appearance in, mm-hmm. in Champions yeah. League. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah. And do you remember how good Napoli were last year at the start of, <sighs> of Champions League? They were rolling over teams. They gave Liverpool absolute fits early on in the group stage last year. So. Yeah, that one's going to be fun. Okay, let's chat about some of these uh, groups that maybe perhaps some teams have an, an easier route to the round of 16. And I'm looking at the reigning champions, Manchester City. It just It's not fair, Group G, like for, for Manchester City. Nope. This is like a cakewalk for them, I feel like. And maybe I'm cursing it by saying it, but when you look at RB Leipzig, uh, oh wait, I'm going to pull a Joe Cole here. <laughs> 
what was it? Red Cremenza? Star. Red Star <laughs> Bill Gray. Yeah, Cremenza Svenza. <laughs> he looked like he took one look at <laughs> it. Like, he was like, nope. Uh, nope. This guy, these yep. guys. <laughs> That's the yeah. idea. Zvezda. Zvezda. Krena Zvezda. Krena Zvezda. Red Star Belgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Star Belgrade. Um, and Young Boys. I, for, I mean, for City, are, do you think Pep was just like, <gasps> we good? Uh, I think he, inside you're like, all right, this is the group that we're, we're given. But you don't, I think Pep Guardiola, the reason why he is the way he is is because he doesn't disrespect teams. Like he doesn't have that mentality of like, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk. He treats it like it's any other match. We got to take care of business. And it comes down from the top, right? So the players don't go into it thinking, oh, we can take our time and it's going to be easy. I think if you're Erling Holland, it's, I'm trying to break records. Like I, I want to score six, seven goals a game if I can. And I think that's the type of mentality that Manchester City have, ha have had throughout you know, Pep Guardiola's time there. Yeah, I think some of these clubs are going to eat. Uh, Manchester City going to the buffet mm. for, the, for this group. I think Manchester City, like you said, they're going to pack them stats. It's just going to be a fun one if you're a Manchester City fan, at least for the group stage. Yeah, it's going to be fun. These are the uh, champions. <laughs> these are the champions. The, they did the, the treble. Yeah. It's a, it's, I don't want to say it's an easy group. It's never easy to go. I don't want to give flowers to RB Leipzig. Yeah. It's very quick. They, they've started the season well. Don't sleep on them did in this group. Forget? They're going to get through. But I think they're a good team. Yeah. Did you forget the knockout rounds last year with Leipzig and City? <laughs> this season, RB Leipzig's Ooh. a different team. Man, Man City is the best team in this Who group. I'm not saying second that. In this How group? many goals did, did Erling Holland have on Leipzig last year? Five piece. I'm saying Leipzig's a good team. Doesn't change that. Never easy to go to Belgrade either. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I'm just saying it's not <laughs> easy to go there. <laughs> I'm not it's saying that. Are we talking about the, just the No, no, no. I'm talking <laughs> in the stadium. You know, in the stadium. No. To Red be clear, is an to be clear all place. of these teams are very good. They yes. wouldn't be here yes. if, yeah. if they weren't. So none of it's easy. Right. But it's going to be fun. All right, guys. Also, we're going to top their group. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. <laughs> that's cute. We're taking a break, guys. Um, we are going to chat a big matchup in Serie A that's happening later today. Roma taking on AC Milan. Don't go anywhere. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The story tonight is Milan. Are oh, Milan now the strongest squad in Serie A? The Olimpico will be buzzing for the Giallorossi's return. Pulisic now delivers. And Reinders round the back. Giroud is there. And there is Pulisic. And San Siro welcomes a new hero. Velotti this time makes no mistake. And he is definitely back. Pereira swings it in. Good delivery. Headed toward goal. Andrea Velotti. And the Giallorossi changes have made an impact. A 
big clash in Serie A today. We'll see Roma host AC Milan. You can watch right here on Paramount Plus um, our series. Serie A crew has you covered. Our coverage starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. That match kicks off at 2.45. It's going to be a great one. This, we are just three weeks into the season. And Roma, winless in their first two matches on the other side of this matchup. AC Milan, who have been absolutely flying. They've scored six goals over two games. We've talked about how well Christian Pulisic has done and Yunus Musa getting some, some minutes here. But the guys around them, Charlie, also contributing. Olivia Giroud with three goals on this season. What, what have you liked about this team, their attack, their ability to score goals? The movement. Uh, so dynamic. I think Rafa Leao... He's, he's finding more space now because Christian Pulisic is able to dribble and create on his own. Olivier Giroud is just has to just get in good spots. You can just see how right here, Rafael getting in behind back lines. The balls from Christian Pulisic, he's such a good passer. I think he's an underrated passer. And now you're starting to see the midfield for Milan when they break into transition moments. They have options. It's, it's not just we have to find Rafael Allen behind. Christian Pulisic can check. Giroud is, is great at his hold-up play. It's always been that good. But now Giroud can just make runs in behind. There's, a lot much, there's much more space for the Milan midfield. And this team has just has really come together in, in a special way for Pioli to start this year. Maybe yeah. it's a honeymoon period mm-hmm. because it's the beginning of the season, you know? But that, there's, there's an air of, of comfort that you see in Lau. It used to be get the ball to Lau or get it into space and he'll turn it into something. Now those balls are coming a little easier. They're coming into spaces where it makes Lau's job a little easier. Mm-hmm. You can see even Pulisic passes him the ball and Pulisic's just watching. It. What is he going to do with it? And he turns it into something gold. There's, there's like a fun to it right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think I, – I, I'm trying to figure out what can Mourinho do with this Roma team to cause some troubles to try to stop this because they are electric in that attack. Well, if Roma's typically known for parking a bus in Mourinho, he's going to have to get a double-decker, <laughs> the biggest bus he's ever seen, maybe import it from the States or the U.K. Yeah. in front of that goal because this Milan side, they're so electric right now. The, the, this is the balance of play that you see on both sides. Last season, it was down that left side, left side, strong side, with Hernandez and Rafa Leal. And it was a Rafa Leal-dependent Milan side. They're no longer that. Dynamic in movement, you're getting more numbers in the box. Five players getting in the box. Last season, it was Leal and Giroud, maybe Ibrahim Diaz at times, three, maximum four. But now their commitment to get forward, attack, score goals, and score at will. There's a hunger and appetite about this Milan team that I like. No, it's, it's you mentioned it too. There's like the, the swagger of mm. this, this team. There's such a confidence. Like it's like they know they're good. They know that it has come together. Um, I think that they are going to be a, a serious Scudetto contender. Okay, let's chat about. Roma, you said they're going to park the bus. Jose Mourinho has not been on the touchline because he was serving a suspension for his antics uh, at the end of <laughs> well, Is last there another season? coach that we talk know, about this way? I know. <laughs> it just isn't. The man, the man is, uh, he's definitely interesting. But he's going to be back on the, the sidelines for, for this one. Do you think that in itself, you know, having Jose back will kind of inject some, some energy into this Roma side? He lives for these sort of matches. Yeah. He's a big game manager, and his tactic is going to be to disrupt Milan at all costs. 
For Roma, it's slowing the game down. They don't have the mobility in midfield and around their back line to keep up with this Milan side who wants to go end-to-end and hit them on the counter. For Roma, you have to be smart in possession. And then when you have your chance, I think set pieces is what's going to make a difference. Chris Smalling is adept at set pieces. Getting set piece goals could be their way to success. Well, I think the, tr- the trouble is no Dybala. So Dybala's injured and... You hope that Lukaku plays. I don't know. It might be too short of a turnaround for him to play in this match, but they've always lacked something going forward. And and I think if Roma are to get a result, this is a draw. This is a nil-nil draw. Maybe it's a 1-1 draw. But the the lack of creativity in the attacking third has been Roma's issue for Jose Mourinho, and that's why he's so happy that he has Lukaku. But you need a healthy Dybala as well for this Roma side to really take strides. It still feels the same as last season, mm-hmm. where Roma just doesn't have enough pieces. And if you're going to get Lukaku, that's an extra piece. Marco said yesterday he's not going to be able to stop goals from going in. He's only going to help you <laughs> score goals. He's not going to help you with the defensive side, which they certainly need help. <laughs> but you need Lukaku and Dybala together. You absolutely do. So yeah, I want to see them start to build that uh, you know, camaraderie and that, and that uh, chemistry. Okay, we're going to take a break. Plenty more to come on Morning Footy when we return. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Morning footing presented by Ford. Uh, we've got some exciting pictures on tap this weekend. Here's a look at the notable Premier League matches. Luton Town taking on West Ham today at 3 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. Tomorrow, Brentford against Bournemouth. We're hoping Bournemouth gives a win to our producer, Jen Calhoun, for her birthday. That matches at 10 a.m. Eastern. Man City taking on Fulham. We've got Chelsea, Nottingham Forest, Brighton, Newcastle. That'll be fun tomorrow at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Liverpool taking on Aston Villa on Sunday morning. And the big one, mm. Arsenal, Manchester United, Sunday morning, 10 thir- 11.30 a.m. Eastern on NBC. Okay, guys, this is great. This this has been set up per- Perfectly because we've got Michael LaHood, the Manchester United fan. We've got our two Arsenal guys mm-hmm. over here. Um, who's, who's feeling more nervous heading into this matchup? Like, mm-hmm. like They've got two, Arsenal has two wins. Arsenal has two wins on yep. the season. <clears throat> Manchester United, as you mentioned, have not looked convincing. super convincing. Mm-hmm. Are you, is this a big test? I know it's early in the season. So is this, you know, how much, how much should we look at this game as like a gauge of how these two teams are, are going to perform this season? I think it's important. Season? I also think there's probably a little bit more pressure on Arsenal to win simply because this is, you know, going to Old Trafford is a bit of a bogey for us. Mm. Very difficult for Arsenal to win at Old Trafford. So I think you want to win the one at home. So there's a little bit more pressure for us to deliver, especially the way, you know, we sort of capitulated a little bit. But... I think there's more worry for Manchester United. There's more questions being asked of Manchester United. Would you disagree? I agree with that. <laughs> Your Honor. With that. Your Honor. Very formal yeah. statement. I agree with that. I'm looking forward to this match, especially with it being a home match for Manchester United. Last season, Eric Ten Hag outcoached Mikel Arteta. And 
Marcus Rashford, his speed playing at left wing. Please do not put Marcus Rashford at center forward ever again. Left wing is where he belongs. I think Marcus Rashford showing that he can be a creator, not just a goal scorer for United this season. Them getting midfielders in the box, Bruno Fernandes will be key. Getting him in the box, Christian Eriksen as well, getting in the box. I liked his finish that he had against Nottingham Forest outside the boot. It shows what happens and maybe a foreshadowing what happens when you have a center forward because he took up that center forward position. But those two players have to have a good game. Um, Wow, he cleared his throat. Yeah, (laughs) Bring it on. I I think when you're talking about Manchester United, you look at the first game of the season of Wolves, they were so lucky. They they should have lost that game. If Wolves Wolves had a, a proper finisher, that game's... A loss for for old uh, for Man United at Old Trafford. And may Tottenham, I remind you, we're talking about Wolves. Go ahead. Sorry. Tottenham <laughs> played them off the park. Mm-hmm. And Nottingham Forest up, were up two 0 and I and I, and I like the the resilience shown by United to win to win that game. But again, that's Nottingham Forest. But on the flip side, Arsenal haven't been that convincing either. No. And at home, I think Arteta has been experimenting a little too much, playing Thomas Partey as a right back and Bird right back. I think just play him in the midfield next to Declan Rice. Solidify the midfields, protect the back four, and then you're going to have to take off Kai Havertz. Play Odegaard as a 10. Because I'm still trying to figure out where does Kai Havertz fit? Why was that the, the necessary buy? For me, the plan changed when Yuri and Timber went down for the majority of the season. That changes okay. the plans, which is why then, you have all this shifting. Tomiyasu is also not really a left still, back either. Tomiyasu shouldn't be playing. No, I think he played very well as a right back when we've asked him no. to. I'm not sure he when, does the link he, up that he, we've asked. He's, he is a, a, a player that is on the squad for depth. He's not a starter in the English Premier League if you're winning titles. I think he's proven I, in the past that he can be. Injuries have, have plagued his career a little bit towards the end. But when he's been when How, he's how played, do you look against Manchester, Manchester what, City last season? No, like Rob Holding. Rob Holding, absolutely. Look, I don't want to bury the guy again, but the fact fact that you guys are arguing over the back line, that's where I think Arsenal look most vulnerable. And in transition, down Marcus Rashford's side, I think ball over the top in transition. Arsenal's play so expansive. When they shift to this back three, there's a moment where you're going to be vulnerable and in possession, loose passes that we've seen so far this season. United are good on the counterattack. Down that left side, if it's Thomas Partey, Marcus Rashford, put the bib on because he's going to eat. Okay, let's, let's talk about That's him. why I think Gabriel and Saliba should be the center back pair, not Benny Blanco. I know you love Ben, ben, love <laughs> ben White, Blanco, but maybe. go back to what worked. I, I think that would be shifting away from what your plan is, which is to be a bit more like Man City and be able to shift players in and out of position, sort of create confusion. You can't plan for, what's who, for who's coming next. So maybe that's a good idea for this match, but that shouldn't be the consistent. And I think if you're Manchester United, Ten Hag comes out and says they want to be the best transition football team in Europe this season, mm-hmm. and I've not seen anything that reminds Wait, you, me of You don't that. think Saliba and Gabriel should be the pairing? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that, but I don't think that should be the pairing moving along because Ma- uh, Mikel Arteta said that he wants to shift things around. He wants it to be different. He wants players to come in and out. They've got more matches this season. They've got a lot more. The depth is continuing to be an issue. I like the fact that every week the, the opposing team has no idea who's going to be where. I like that. I like the idea that players can shift in and out of position. If you're going to play this system of a box midfield and you're going to have an inverted uh, left back, you don't necessarily need a, stru- uh, a strict uh, center-back pairing. <laughs> if, if I speak. When Charlie if I speak, his, if I speak. Charlie puts his pen if down. I speak. Why hasn't McKellar said to start with Gabriel? I hope that there's this much just frustration and question marks going on in the locker room. 
at the final whistle, and I hope you please. Arsenal's man. biggest wow. please, Arsenal's please, biggest please. issue is Gabby Jesus not being healthy, not keep staying healthy because he's, back. he's vital mm-hmm. to to success in the attacking third. Because if he comes off, then you're you're looking at Niketia, who's done a good job filling in, but he's not long term. We're gonna win Champions League and and win the the Premier League title with him <laughs> sure. as a nine. Okay. But when and he Kai Havertz is in the When he gets Arsenal his forces, fight amongst yourselves. Also, this Kai Havertz was brought in to replace Shaka. Wow. He's this not been what, able to play that we position. We got you guys yet. shook. We, no. We got yeah, you guys shook. No, no, the mirror got a shook. We got you guys shook. The mirror got a shook. Let's all take a deep breath. We're going to chat some Bundesliga now. Yeah. Okay? Let's put up the full screen of uh, the Bundesliga matches we have to look forward to this weekend. We've got Dortmund taking on Heidenheim. Leverkusen taking on Darmstadt. Hoffenheim, Wolfsburg, Stuttgart, Freiburg, Mönchengladbach, Bayern, Munich. I love, God, I love. You really get into this accent. they're just so fun. It's, you know, it's like a release. Union Berlin versus RB Leipzig on Sunday. That's going to be a fun one. Um, 11.30 a.m. You can watch all of these matches on ESPN+. Plus. All right, quickly, let's chat about Union Berlin and RB Leipzig. I believe there is going to be a lot of goals scored in this match. It's a lot. Mm. There has been 15 goals between mm-hmm. these two teams in, in two matches. Union Berlin have eight goals on the season. RB Leipzig have seven. Uh, what are you expecting in this one? Well, I look at RB Leipzig and... and Denny Olmo has been fantastic this yep. year. Um, but also, Luis Openda is, is another player that I've absolutely loved. He was sensational last season with Lons and, and the Belgian international with Timo Werner. They, they just have a number of players who can score goals. And I think that's what makes them so dangerous because they're flying forward. And Xavi Simons, you talked about him Thank yesterday, you. another yes. player who, who's brought in super talented individual. And I think with this system, it, it has suited them well. I think they're a little prone to giving up goals, and, and that's why going against Union Berlin, who scored really well, they're very good defensively. Urs Fischer has been a, a fantastic manager for them, given how they, I think, have good defensive principles. I, I like this RB Leipzig side. I keep saying the same thing about him and banging the gauntlet about this team. The fact that you banging lose the, what? the gauntlet, Oh, I think the so. drum, the gauntlet, no? You haven't heard that? I've never heard well, banging As I was saying... <laughs> The fact that they the lost yes. their best player said. in Nkuku <laughs> last season. Gong. You know, like yeah. Nkuku's no longer there. And to still have young talent that's producing, the recruitment department is incredible. That's what they, they, they just live for, is in recruiting young talent. Xavi Simons, this is the type of game that I think is so good for him. Breaking down a set defensive block of Union Berlin. It's going to be a good matchup. Yep, that's right. 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Sunday morning on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, before we go to break, let's take a look at some of the other notable weekend fixtures we have to look forward to. We've got an old firm on Sunday morning that you can watch right here on CBS Sports Network at 7 a.m. Rangers hosting Celtic. And we also have a Napoli taking on Lazio tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Galazzo Network. We are going to take a break. Stefano will be back with some headlines when we return.